0: Hi and welcome to. I was going to say hi and welcome to Movie Phone. Let's start that over Does again. Does
1: anybody know what Movie Phone is? No. Let's start that over <laughs> again.
0: <laughs> hi and welcome to It's Going to Get Stupid, your favorite pop culture podcast. I'm Jose. I'm Richard. And we are here to talk about something very important. So important. Feline AIDS. No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. Meow, meow. <laughs>
1: No, today we are, since Infinity War is coming out in about three months, uh, and we just uh, both recently saw Black Panther, which is going to be the last MCU entry before the big uh, Infinity War comes out, uh, we decided that we're going to go through uh, the MCU timeline all of it all of it
0: for two episodes
1: so this is this is part one of a two-part episode uh the part two will come out next week but yeah we're gonna go through all three phases all 18 movies that have come out so, uh, we're gonna start with phase one, stop right in the middle of phase two, and then uh, get as far into phase three as we possibly can without uh, going into infinity war. Yeah, we're gonna go with first nine movies. Yeah, and
0: I thought about you know, should we do it in the order that they came out or the chronological order of the movies, but that's way too complicated. So, we're just gonna do the way it came out, just you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, the first movie, let's just dive right in. We're diving dive in, in. kind of like Scrooge in. McDuck. Just imagine that this MC universe is a big pile of money Woo-hoo. that would hurt Duck if you tales. actually di- you know what honestly, it would hurt a lot if you dove into a yeah, bunch of coins. Drive, I don't understand yeah, how he like dove into like coins.
1: Especially like you're jumping from a diving board. Yeah,
0: I mean he's like jumping from a very high height. He should go splat every single time. Yeah. Just he'd poof. probably break something. You know, he would actually. It would, it would the headline would be, you know, famous duck, <laughs> rich billionaire, uh, yeah, gazillionaire r- duck, b- gazillionaire duck, dies. <laughs> duck dies diving <laughs> into own money. What an idiot. His money goes to Huey, Dewey, and Louie. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, (laughs) probably not because that guy was a jerk. and probably went to some weird long loss. Maybe went to Launchpad McQuack. Anyway, um, the first movie we're going to talk about is Iron Man. I tried to do (laughs) – sorry, also, I'm a little under the weather. There's weather above me. Um,
1: And he's under under it. it, And
0: I'm under it, so I don't feel very well. But we're going to make it through this together. We can do this. Uh, Iron Man. So it came out in 2008. It was the first movie starring – it was not the first movie starring Robert Downey Jr. He did more movies. About this, it. But this is the first movie, movie of all time that in the MCU Iron Man came out in 2008. It starred Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. So, first thing I want to talk about before you anything else is what did you think about it when you heard Tony Stark was going to be played by Robert Downey Jr.? Uh,
1: I didn't I, honestly. I didn't know what to think. I mean, it, he it kind of fit his personality. I mean, it definitely fits his personality. Looking oh, yeah. back at it now, it definitely fits, but i mean i don't know like all of our um i didn't know what to think it looked really good it looked cool i like the fact that i remember thinking like this should be good since john favreau's writing it and he wrote and director he wrote and, director. and directed yeah right so that should be interesting well, um no he didn't write i'm sorry just he, he just directed it. it it was written by like a team of people yeah okay um so i i don't know i, I didn't know what to think uh, iron man definitely wasn't my favorite Marvel character. I mean, I think if I was looking at the movie from like what I enjoyed as reading comics, it was definitely the X-Men. Yeah. Right. And so Iron Man was just kind of like, okay, like this, this should be interesting. And I think it's important
0: to put it in those terms of the, the, the space that it was in at the time, because right now we think, oh yeah, it was amazing and awesome. And Iron Man's so cool. But at that time, Iron Man was not cool, right? Nobody cared about Iron Man. Nobody read Iron Man comics. I mean, really, he was part of the Avengers, he's a founding member, So that's kind of cool. But at this point in time, Iron Man was not a triple A title guy. It was Spider-Man and the X-Men and they had already made movies about them. So it's like, uh, you know, um, so when this movie came out and and same thing with Robert Downey Jr., he wasn't like a top actor at this point. It right. was, he kind of started, kind of faded. He had all this problems and this was his comeback movie. And it was kind of like, Yeah, he looks like Tony Stark, but can he be Tony right. Stark? And the movie did look, the trailer was awesome. It was yeah. great. And I was like, this looks like a really good movie. And and, and honestly, it looked like something different. It did. It definitely it didn't did. look like the X-Men movies. It didn't look like Spider-Man. It looked like the beginning of something else. And, yeah. you know, there were hints of talking about, man, are they going to do the Avengers later on, especially after they started coming out in more movies. Yeah. You kind of see where they were heading with this. Um, so I'm, I'm going to run through the premise of Iron Man. I just actually finished rewatching Iron Man Did you? because I watched black Panther and I was like, a lot of people compare it to Iron Man. so I was like, let me rewatch Iron Man to see if it still holds up. It definitely holds up. Yeah, definitely. Amazing film. Um, and so it tells the tale of Tony Stark, Anthony, Anthony Stark, (laughs) Um, Sir Anthony Stark. Sir Anthony Stark. Stark. So he's like in his, I don't know. Like maybe late twenties, early thirties, maybe early. 30s. The movie, movie is, he, is he like forties or something? I was going to say he's know. in his forties. I have no idea how old he's in this movies. Maybe he's late thirties. Let's just say that anyway. But he's he's been you know running the Stark Enterprises, their weapons manufacturer for the government. Um, he's they got do, his mentor Obadiah. Yeah, Obadiah Stane. Um, so he's running this company, and he's he's basically that billionaire playboy, do whatever he wants, doesn't care about anybody else, kind of thing. Yeah, and just has fun, and you know makes weapons he's very he's a brilliant genius gets kidnapped gets kidnapped while uh, showing some tools out in somewhere in the middle east yeah and they capture him and basically say hey we want you know we want you to make this super weapon called the jericho that he you know he's coming out with he's like we want you to make that for us if we don't you're going to kill you well in the attack he got hit with some shrapnel near his heart so he meets up with this doctor in the cave that they also captured um who has Get devised a device connected to a battery that keeps a piece of shrapnel from going into his heart. Yeah.
1: Not and far-fetched at all. No,
0: no, not at all. And so anyway, through this, Tony Stark makes a suit of armor. He makes a new power source for it called, from his arc reactor um, and then escapes the cave. Yeah. And... You know a near-death experience uh you know the, the anyway something happens with the doctor anyway if you haven't seen this look here's the deal if you haven't seen this movie spoilers we're going to spoil some of these movies if you haven't seen them too bad
1: but you should no, watch i'm going to say we're going to spoil all, all of, them of them okay because we're going to talk about black panther and by the time this comes out black panther you should will have be out watched it. for three weeks yes
0: that's true um so the The doctor that has been helping him became his friend has died You know, in the attack. He sacrificed his life. Yeah. And so when Tony Stark comes back, he has this renewed sense of like, what am I doing with my life? And a, and a lot of it stemmed from he saw that the his captors had his weapons yeah. and were attacking American soldiers with his weapons. And he created this. And so he decides to not make weapons anymore. And he gets he gets us in his brain about this suit of armor. And so he starts building a suit of armor that's a little more compact. And the better it turns out it becomes the Iron Man armor that we know and love with the red and gold. And his process of making it is so cool and very entertaining to yeah. see him go through the different things. the bits. first time we'd seen that's, anything like that. Yeah. I mean he's you know, he's testing out the flight yeah. thing and that's it's it was really interesting to see him go through that. And it was truly a really good origin story because yeah. it wasn't typical. You know, it wasn't just like it it kind of reminds me of Batman Begins in a way, where you see him go through and be actually become this person. And so I think through this, you see Tony Stark become this person that wants to help. But he's the cool thing about Tony Stark is he's still a jerk. Yeah, he's still, he still has the same attitude. Yeah, he's he's not like he's like changing to this ultimate do gooder. He's just like I have to do something different with my life. Yep. And and ultimately, he wants the glory of this too. He likes he likes being you know representative as Iron Man.
1: <laughs>
0: so anyway, you come to find out. After he becomes Iron Man, he goes back and blows up uh, all those guys and blows up their you know, weapons depot. Coming up right now, Obadiah Stane has actually...
1: His mentor. Been, his, his mentor bodyguard.
0: has been working against him and has been selling weapons to these people behind his back and had him kidnapped and actually wanted him executed. He put a hit out on Tony Stark to get him out of the way. Right, so, so he, he could, could take over company. Stark Enterprises. And so he gets the plans for... And this is where like the movie kind of takes a... This is, this is the start of Marvel villains being one-dimensional and stupid most of them not all of them most i I agree with that because he turned he goes from being like a conniving business person into being like pure evil yeah like in in an instant zero to zero to pure evil in five seconds aren't aren't
1: those kind of the same thing what conniving business people not at all nope (laughs) i know a lot of conniving business people that are not evil
0: trust me i may be one of them but (laughs) manipulation is not a bad thing it's when you want to murder people then it becomes bad um, and then you actually try to murder people. Yeah. So he basically has to fight Obadiah Stane in Obadiah's suit of armor. And in the comics, you know, they, they call it Power Mongers, the, the suit of armor. He creates this, this big hulking piece of armor. Tony Stark defeats him, um, saves the girl, wins the day. And nobody know uh, other than uh, his his uh, friend James Rhodes, who's a colonel in the U.S. Air Force. nobody's this knew, movie played
1: by Terrence Howard.
0: Played by Terrence Howard. Very well played by Terrence Howard, yeah. honestly. Um, nobody else knows that he is and maybe Pepper Pepper knows. Yeah. Nobody knows he's in the suit. And there's a press conference and he's talking about it. In in the comic books, for the longest time, Iron Man was Tony Stark's bodyguard. Right. And sometimes, you know, James uh, Rody James Rhodes would be in the suit of armor, things like that. But in this movie, and I thought they were gonna kinda keep through that, but at the end of the movie he's just like uh Yeah, I'm Iron Man, Yeah, and he just admits it to the world, and so I thought that was interesting that, they did that. I'd like that they did that and got that out of the way so it wouldn't be so weird like, yeah. who is he? Obviously, it's him, Um, but other than that, that's a little rundown of the movie. Yep. Uh, I think it was a, an amazing first entry into the Absolutely. MCU universe. Um, I, I can't say MCU universe, because that's Marvel Cinematic Universe universe. Don't say that. MCU <laughs> universe or MCU. Uh.
1: Yeah, no, it's a solid first entry into what became a long franchise. I mean, as a as a watcher of the series, I mean, we had no idea how far this was going to go. You know, we all had hopes that this would become something bigger than just one or two movies. Uh but obviously they use this off as, use this as a starting point. It, it doesn't Samuel Jackson show up at the very end. Yeah, and so oh, this the, one this is the this is the first post-credits in the MC, yeah, MCU. Yeah. The first of I many so. post-credits scenes.
0: I think actually I think there's one in no, there wasn't. Okay, anyway, yeah. Um, and Sam Jackson comes to him and just basically talks about, hey, I'm starting to, you know, get the Avengers together. Basically, yeah. he just says, I'm starting to get a bunch, of group of people. Right. And I think Tony rejects his offer. Or maybe it just ends right there. It just kind of ends but right there. It was kind of cool he, because you yeah. saw um, Nick Fury, right. you know, as, as – as uh, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury in that, and that was really
1: cool. This was also the first introduction of Clark Gregg as Agent Coulson.
0: Yes, because the whole time he's trying to get a meeting with him yeah. to talk about what happened. Yeah. Um, so you, you start to learn about S.H.I.E.L.D., which is the strategic...
1: Strategic Homeland... And
0: Dang it, I know it's on here somewhere.
1: We're good at our job, guys.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. Because they said it like 15 times over and over again. It was hilarious. S.H.I.E.L.D. Strategic... No, strategic <laughs> homeland intervention enforcement and logistics division. Yeah, there and then go. Pepper
1: says you should you should make that shorter. So he's like, we're working on it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's anything else about Iron Man that I can. No, interest. it's just
1: it's a solid movie. Uh, has some of the 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 best like CG that we had seen in that time. Um, as far as like how he was building the armor, how he was prototyping it, all those things, and you know, we it was just such a good kind of refresher from the Batmans and the X-Men and Spider-Man movies that we had seen that were our only taste in the comic book movies. Uh, and yeah, in the uh, uh Incredible Hulk movie, which no, we'll talk about. The, it was just called the Hulk. The we'll Hulk, never sorry. talk about
0: the movie ever again. Oh, well,
1: we're about to. No. Because no, the next no. entry. It was the Incredible
0: Hulk is not the Angley movie.
1: No no. no, no, no. But. No, I
0: don't want to talk. Okay. Anyway. We yes. have to. We yeah, have to. Yeah,
1: we have to. Okay. to because so, the next entry is the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton as as the Hulk and Bruce Banner, which the reason why I say we have to talk about the Angley movie is because they completely retcon it in the opening credits. Which I thought of was an movie. awesome way to do it. Yeah. So if anyone ever saw the Hulk, I'm sorry. Holly is going to argue that I made her see this movie because we went to the movies that day. It was between the, it was between Hulk and Bruce Almighty. And I chose Hulk because I was like, it's a comic book movie. How can it be bad? Little did I know it was going to be terrible. It was pretty bad. I mean, it that's some interesting
0: theories, things, but it just yeah. at the end of the day, it did not.
1: So the Incredible Hulk basically completely retcons that movie so that we could ignore it yes and creates bruce banner's origin story within the opening credits of the movie and it was done really well i thought it was done really right. well so
0: in this uh, incredible hulk, so the, the angley one it was eric bonner was the one that played bruce banner in the incredible hulk it is ed norton yeah and i was super surprised to hear about that when i heard the casting and this movie came out in august i think of uh, june 2008 so it actually came out a month after iron man yeah, I don't, I, remember, it being yeah, that I don't close. remember it being that close, but it was, and um, when I heard Ed Norton was going to be Bruce Banner, I was like, oh man, that's a, he's a good actor, I like yeah, Ed Norton, I mean, he's going to be a good game. actor, and so you don't need to really worry about the CG, the CG, see that's another thing too, is that the CG for Hulk, and I guess we have to talk about, we have to compare these two movies together, um, the CG for Hulk was terrible, yeah. he looked like Shrek yes. a lot of times. And so this one, Strike on Steroids. When you saw the Hulk here in the Incredible, Hulk, I thought it was better, like a much. I 100 agree. It was, it was definitely better. The movie, huh? Okay, so basically, from what I can remember of this movie, is it starts out with him in like Bolivia or some other. He's like working for a, a processing a drink processing plant, and he runs. it. He hasn't had an incident in like so many days, and. Finally has an incident. So he's on the run as well from the government, the United States government, because he's caused all this destruction and everything. Um and he has an incident in Bolivia, I believe it is. And I'm then, looking it up right now. I know. I'm I'm looking at it too. It's right here and it is uh I don't know. Anyway. Point being is so then he uh heads back, he's working with a guy who he only knows as Mr. Blue. And he's trying to analyze his—it's Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Anyway, he's looking for a cure, and so he's working with this guy to kind of figure out and analyze his, his um blood to see if he can fix reverse this thing he's done to himself. Right. And so he goes back to America, and he runs into Betty Betty, Betty Ross. Ross, which is his love, yep. And played I, by Liv Tyler. Played by Liv Tyler, which I thought was okay too. Yeah. And this is the first introduction, as well as uh, of Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Uh, played by William hurt William hurt expertly played who yeah. plays a role later on which kind of connects the movies together yeah and so during the so then when he's in America I forgot where he fights uh, Blonsky I guess they're at a
1: uh, in the university. And he's
0: fighting them. Yeah. Do they go to the bottling? Oh, they do go to Rio de Janeiro and try to capture him there. Yep. They go to the bottling because th-
1: that's where they chase him down. Yeah. And he tries to say in Spanish, "You're not, you don't, you won't like me when I'm angry." Exactly. But okay. he says, "You won't like me when I'm hungry."
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, th- so this uh, s- soldier, elite soldier, Emil Emil Blonsky, at least his name. Yeah. Um, is you know sees the raw power in the Hulk and is like wanting to take him down so bad. Um, So when he gets to America, they have another fight out of university and, you know, Hulk's tearing stuff up and throwing everything and all this stuff. And um, Ross decides to, after that fight goes sideways... He decides to have Blonsky injected with this serum. He
1: basically decides to fight fire with fire. Yeah,
0: and creates yeah. abomination. Abomination. Yes, and which I thought they did pretty good as that too. And so it becomes a fight because Abomination, Emil Blonsky, as Abomination goes crazy yeah. and starts you know tearing stuff up, wanting to fight the Hulk. And so they drop Edward Norton from a helicopter, and when he hits the ground, you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, he's you know what happened?" But he turned into the Hulk, which that was really cool because they did in the comic books, and that yeah. was a good scene. Um, and then they basically have a fight in Harlem, yeah. and he they tear everything apart. Just destroy. And he it. finally beats he beats the abomination, and then he goes off into the sunset. As he does, um, yeah. And so he is. Uh, he takes a uh, bet. Betsy is it from Betsy? Betty Ross? What, isn't her name Betsy? Okay, it's Be- I know it's Betty. No, I know it's Betty. I'm just saying. I thought it was Betsy. I thought sometimes they call her Betsy.
1: No, I don't think so. All right.
0: Anyway, Betty. Yeah. He takes her and. They they run off, and he has, like, a little moment with her, and then he leaves Yep. and runs off. And then you see him later on in British Columbia. And the reason I'm kind of, like, going over this movie very quickly is because they recast Hulk later. And so Edward Norton did not want to return to this movie because of some silly differences. Probably money. It was probably money. And he yeah. didn't do any of the promotional. He didn't do any promoing for it. He didn't go yeah. on tour. And it's the
1: same reason yeah. why Terrence Howard is no longer uh, – <laughs> is no longer Rhodes. Yeah. James
0: Rhodes. So I, I like, I thought Incredible Hulk was a pretty solid film. Yeah. Um, for Incredible Hulk, especially since we had Hulk, yeah, and that was garbage, yeah.
1: And I was like, "This is pretty good," and they did a good job. So I, I've I've been thinking about this lately: is if this movie is still te- technically canon in the MCU, does that mean Abomination is still roaming around somewhere? Like, like well, they locked away, him. right? Yeah. So is he like locked away somewhere? Yeah. And are they going to bring him out at some point? I hope not. <laughs> I hope they don't. I don't. They. I don't think they need to.
0: Um, it was a. I mean, it was a, maybe Thanos will again. Will unleash him again. He like. Blonsky as a villain tim roth did a great job as 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 the villain. tim roth did a good job acting as Emile Blonsky. the problem right. is is he was one-dimensional again with like i just want j- to i just want to oh I, I have to take him down because i'm a super, i'm a super soldier guy yeah and he you know i need the power that he has and i can do it and i'm just yeah. like there's nothing behind him there's right. nothing he's, he's shallow and it's like a one-dimensional villain that is only seeks to be an opposition to the incredible Hulk. I like Norton's take on Banner and his Hulk and everything. And he's really just trying to cure himself. You know, he's just trying to not get caught by the government and experiment on because they know he knows that they only want to use the Hulk. They just want to use him as a weapon. As a weapon. Yep. And he doesn't want to be used as a weapon. He wants to cure himself. Yep. Um, So I, you know, I, as far as the MCU, it's, probably one of the lesser talked about movies I think and I, I don't know if it was from the very beginning
1: supposed to be part of the MCU I don't think it was yeah. I just think they just decided to kind of incorporate it because they felt like they could use it as a as a property
0: yeah so and, and this is like one of the ones I mean I may mean, have only watched it maybe a handful of times are the other movies I've watched so many times yeah, over and over times. and over again yeah um so let's move on to the next movie if we
1: really need to yeah
0: we got to talk about them
1: uh okay so the next movie is iron man Two. dose the iron manning
0: um so this one came out in 2010 so two years after the other one yep um and it
1: was um fun fact jose and i were talking about this earlier since iron man 2 there's only been one one year uh where there wasn't a marvel movie and that was between the incredible hulk and iron man 2
0: yep that was 2009. Ever since
1: then, we've had a Marvel movie every, every year. <laughs> At least
0: one. Sometimes it seems like a bajillion, <laughs> which is I'm not complaining about, it, actually. No, I think they're great movies. Um, so in in Iron Man 2, um, you have John Favreau returning to direct yep. and starring in it as Happy Hogan. Yep. Um, it was written by Justin Thoreau, which I didn't realize he was mm-hmm. a screenwriter, but Me he either. wrote this movie, which kind of makes sense. Well, how bad it was <laughs> but you know what the interesting thing the caliber of acting in this movie you had Robert Downey Jr. of course coming yep. back um, Gwyneth Paltrow eh, whatever Don, anyway, Cheadle. Don Cheadle taking Take- over Terrence Howard's role as right. Rhodey that was great the introduction of Scarlett Johansson as Black, as Black Widow. Widow Sam Rockwell as Hammer amazing Yeah, he's really good he is. Um, and then Mickey O'Rourke as, <laughs> as <Whiplash. laughs> Anton Vanko, Whiplash slash um, the other guy uh, Crimson Dynamo Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they merged together yeah. the two the two villains. Um, so I've talked about the last two movies. I'm gonna let Rick
1: talk about this movie. So I don't remember a ton about this movie, really? but uh, oh, I'll fill in the gaps. Go for it. Yeah. So I'm I'm basically gonna read the synopsis. Right. <laughs> Six months after the events of Iron Man, Tony Stark is uh, resisting by the United States government to hand over the Iron Man technology. He don't want to give it up because it's his, uh, while also combating his declining health from the arc reactor in his chest. Meanwhile, rogue Russian scientist Ivan Venko has developed the same technology and built weapons of his own in order to pursue a vendetta against the Stark family. In the process, joining forces with Stark's business rival, Justin Hammer. So the interesting
0: thing about... So first off, Gary Shandling is is a uh, is playing the u.s. senator that's right that is going against tony stark saying you need to release these weapons yeah so this movie like out of it's widely i mean for anybody i talk to iron man 2 it's not a very good movie it's like, not well and and they didn't not that it's not a very good movie because honestly every movie in the mcu is a solid film i i believe it's a solid film it's entertaining i'll, agree, watch with it.
1: that. I'll agree with that i think i think uh iron man 2 and iron man 3 are good examples of what not to do, yes. and and some of the other movies, whereas like you have uh, Winter Soldier, you have Thor Ragnarok, and you have other things like that, kind of have established what they should be doing with the sequels after yes. they do a, a character introduction. Yeah, because Iron Man one
0: was so good that you expect Iron Man two to kind of build upon it. It didn't do
1: as well, right? But. It definitely it's, delved into more of the character. Like it, it delved into, I mean, it, it, it took a dive into how Tony's handling this new kind of fame, of being of being Iron Man, being exactly. publicly known, and, and he's big. I mean, he's bigger here. Like and
0: right. he's in Iron Man Two. He's reveling in being Iron Man. He's got Man this, at this ridiculous
1: conve- convention going yeah, on Stark where Expo, he has like, like, a he has like these convention. dancers with like Iron Man gauntlets on their the, hands yeah. and their own helmets and everything. So the the premise is basically
0: that uh, Ivan Vanko, played by uh, Mickey O'Rourke um, is a Russian, um, physicist slash criminal whose yeah. dad worked with Howard Stark back in the day to develop the arc reactor, yeah. but because he was selling secrets to the Russians, he got deported and they removed his name from anything. And then was it, I just want to go on record.
1: Howard Stark was not a good guy. No, Howard Stark's was a terrible guy. He was a terrible, was a terrible person guy. and he caused a lot of these problems that, yes. that have a lot of them, have, actually a lot of have this. like rippled through the MCU timeline. Oh, yeah. Like, Howard. he's just a bad person. Howard Stark is a bad person. Yeah. We already know that.
0: <laughs> um, and so, anyway, and so that's why Ivan Mago has this chip on his shoulder about the Stark family. He yeah. feels like they're a bunch of butchers in blood. And all he's, I, I like, I honestly really enjoyed his villain until he just kind of went, he did the same thing. Like, he just yeah. went to the same thing. Um, so, there's this, he develops, he works over time. It shows him, like, in the over credits, developing the arc reactor technology. You because know, right. he has the original plans right. that his dad gave him, and so he makes these um, cool whip yeah. gauntlet things. And his, of course, is without, not as elegant as yeah. what Tony Stark's is. And he has
1: this like ridiculous
0: like backpack thing that yeah. he has to wear. And so he shows up at a you know a racing event, and he challenges Tony Stark, and yeah. almost almost beats almost defeats him. Yeah. Um, and he you know he loses, but he tells something to Tony. He goes well. Now they see. That you can bleed, yeah. That kind of the same thing that they did in three hundred, right? But basically, his whole point was like, you're not the only one that can develop this technology. Right. You are beatable, right? And now everybody knows you're beatable, right. and the the sharks. So he will d- come. he doesn't
1: really even care that if he
0: wins or loses. And that's that's the problem I had with him is because he wasn't really trying to beat Stark. He was really just trying to destabilize Stark as this. You know, he's the future hero and nobody's yeah. going to be able to challenge him because that's the whole point, which I really liked about this. movie. The one thing I did like about this movie is the whole, you have this technology that you're not sharing with anybody, right. including the government and other people are trying to replicate it. Yeah. What happens when they replicate your technology? Right. What are you going to do then? You, you're only one person. Yeah. So you need to you do can't something. You stop it. Yeah. And so that's, and that, the interesting thing is what that, the journey that that sends Tony on has ripples in the future as well, which is why we get into some of the other movies we're going to talk about and see why he makes the choices he makes right. because of this thought of like, if they get the same power I have, how am I going to battle that? What right. what is the end game here? Am I just going to keep building suits and you know making them better and being one man, or am I going to do something different? Yeah. Um. So I like that part. the The problem is, is when he in the cool stuff with the hammer and getting you know that was real cool and fun. But then he just turns into like I'm gonna murder everybody. Yeah, it just <laughs> right, devolved, it, right, devolved, it, right, devolved right into it, it. It
1: starts to become one of the typical like brawler movies, right? And you know, uh, the cool thing was we got to see um, we did get to see uh, Don Cheadle get into the Iron Patriot uh, costume. That was this movie, right?
0: No, no, no. He got into the War Machine. He got no War Machine. I thought it wasn't Iron Patriot. It was War Machine. The third one is Iron Patriot.
1: Okay. So he gets in, he gets into the War Machine armor towards the end of it. And we also get to see the introduction of the Iron Legion, don't we? Where he he has all the machines like he No, no that's that the third would, one, that, too. Yes, that's no, two. Two. No, this, so this one I apologize. So, no, he's
0: fighting he's fighting all those drones. Right. And that's, what, and, that's, that's really, what it is. That's a really that really cool scene where he's back to back with Rhodes and, yes, the war, machine, and the war Machine Iron Man, machine, and they're yeah. fighting them all. Um uh, because basically what happens is the United States you know, Tony is out of control. Yeah. Because um, the suit is That's killing him. Right. That's right. Pa- That's right. The palladium that he created it with in the first movie, yeah. he has to keep discharging it. And yeah. it's, it's eating. The core is like being eaten up and it's it's slowly killing him. Yeah. Um, and so another thing about this movie is that him he develops a new element.
1: That's right. Oh.
0: And his dad hid the plans and this thing. Yeah. And I'm like... Uh, I sighed when I heard that because yeah. that was I just I could have found another way to do it and yeah. it, it was dumb and Howard Stark's a terrible person so he wouldn't <laughs> have done it anyway and I get that they're trying to do it with him but it's, it was just a lame way to bring it about I just didn't like that part
1: but I will say because we're starting to trash this movie the good the good <laughs> this thing, movie is trash the good thing about this movie is we got to see Black Widow yeah okay Fi- yes finally
0: come in so. Uh, um, and the way that she comes is funny. She, she's like a legal aid or something. She's, for, she's like an assistant to pepper. Yeah. And yeah. so he's like, no, oh, she's from the legal. No, she's just from the, no, legal, that's right. she's from the legal team. And she's signing yeah, the yeah. documents cause he's making pepper the, um, the president of the company the right. uh, CEO. And, um, and he's like, I want her. And so he makes, he makes her peppers replacement. Yeah. And so, um, she's there and you know, you, you know, you know who she is, but right. he doesn't. And then when he meets Nick Fury, he sees that she is an agent for Nick Fury and he's like, Really? Um, and then she has a really cool scene in the hallway where she's fighting all these guys. Yeah. You see her in action. It was really cool. That was yeah. really cool. The wig was ridiculous, but yeah, the red wig was terrible. Yeah, it was, um, it, was really bad. it was really cool to see her in action. And yeah. so there were some really good elements of, and then, like I said, the movie is a solid film. It's entertaining. It's good. hundred percent. But, um, it was definitely fun when I watched it. It fell flatter than the first movie. Um, but I still, I, I would watch it again. I watch it all the time now. It's yeah. just, it's got, it's got some really cool scenes in it and it sets up a lot of stuff for the future. Agreed. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it about. Okay. That
1: so I will talk about the next one. Go uh, for Cause it. actually do you remember this one? And that is Thor. Um, and uh, a lot of people, I don't know, I, I get mixed reviews when the widest Marvel movie <laughs> ever. It is. Uh, I get, there's mixed reviews when I tell people that I actually really <clears> enjoy <throat> this movie. Um, mainly because, uh, I enjoy Kenneth Branagh dude as as a director amazing director and he did such a phenomenal job making me actually care about thor and what i want to say about the mcu as as being a marvel fan who who read a lot of x-men who who then when like jim lee and a lot of them left moved to image comics uh they they made me care about characters that uh i didn't really care about i didn't really care about thor at this Uh, point in time thor
0: was a joke Thor yeah. was a complete joke, like less a, than Iron Man. When when I remember when this film came out in two thousand eleven, I remember when this film came out and I was telling people about it too. They were just like, "Thor, who's yeah. that? Like, well, why, why are they making well, a, that why, guy with yeah. the freaking wings on his hat? Yeah, why are they making that movie? That guy is yeah. lame. That's just swings a hammer. Yeah, it's, it, it, everyone thought it was going to be dumb, and I was like, they're going to make him cool. They yeah. got to make him cool. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, well, this looks freaking amazing. Right. Dude. <laughs> so
1: Thor takes Thor's Thor, Thor, not Thor's. Thor takes, Thors. takes place uh, in Asgard, one of the nine realms um, that exists in the outer dimensions of the MCU. Earth being called Midgard, Midgard, yeah. and then you have Asgard, where you know Odin and Thor, and we get to see uh, where you know the probably one of the best MCU villains, Loki. Oh uh, yeah, get introduced, and so basically. Thor gets introduced as kind of a Tony Stark character where like, he's very sure of himself. He just goes around with his buddies, you know, just picking fights and going from realm to realm to conquer it basically on behalf of Odin. Um, and at some point, uh, you know, he, he, I think he, doesn't he lose? He, he becomes unworthy of the hammer. Right. So what
0: happens is, um, the frost giants come in and try to steal something right. from Odin, and they get defeated. And he and um, Thor takes it very personally. He's like, "Hey, look, they can't. I know you have peace." He's telling his dad, he's "Like, I know you have peace with these guys, but this is ridiculous." And so Loki right. tricks him into going into the frost giant world, uh, Jotunheim to fight the frost like to go up to the king king lafay and tell him hey you know don't ever come back i to threaten him i don't know what the heck he was gonna do yeah and so he gets into a fight yeah and basically king lafay's like you know i could this is this is against our treaty right and i could easily take this and do this and blah 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 blah, blah. and so odin says remember what happened last time and so basically he broke the treaty and now there's going to be war. and thor's like this is good i'm glad there's gonna be war. we're gonna beat them and yeah odin's just like you're not worthy of the hammer
1: yeah, and he he, he makes it, he loses the ability to swing Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Mew. Mew. <laughs> I am not going to try to spell that. Uh, he loses the ability to, to to wield Mjolnir, which ends up being uh, tossed into Midgard, which is Earth. Um, Thor gets uh, thrown basically onto Earth as he without his abilities, without um, without his buddies. Uh, I can't remember what they called themselves, um, but uh, he he's basically ditched on Earth uh through um uh what's his face through the bridge the bifrost the bifrost so he gets he gets lost in earth he has no idea what to do he runs into alley portman who kind of picks him up as like a hitchhiker um jane foster yeah jane foster um who in the comics later becomes Thor sif uh, and the Warriors three yeah there you go are the ones. um and uh we we have Jane Foster we have uh cat dennings who plays jane's jane foster's assistant who we don't really see in the mcu anymore uh what was the scientist's name dr eric Selvig, right who is who becomes a bigger part as the movies go on especially like in the avengers movie Mm. um and in later uh actually almost in every avengers movie he 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 takes a role oh yeah except for um, um well we don't know in infinity war yet So be there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he will. Um, And so anyways, they end up, they end up finding uh, the hammer. Thor goes to get it to, to retrieve it. And he realizes like he, he still hasn't earned it. Right. And so uh, Loki is aware of this. He sees that he's going towards the hammer and he sends the destroyer um, to go and track him down, which I thought was a great like mid mid boss. Right. Yeah. Of the movie. Um because Loki hadn't really shown like his involvement yeah, so basically, super strong yet. And basically what happens with Loki is he finds out because
0: the whole thing is that Thor gets all the attention. All the praise, from all Odin, the attention. Right. Yeah. And he knows he's gonna be next in line. Loki does not know at this time though that he is actually Lofi's son. Right. King uh, the, the the leader of the Frost Giants. And he got adopted by Odin, found this little well, baby. He was, a, took he, was him a, back.
1: he was abandoned by Lofi because uh, Loki because Loki
0: was like a smaller like he he wasn't a giant. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yep. right. And so he got he gets anyway. Point is, is that yeah. so? Odin takes him in as his son, and then so Loki finds it out, feels like he's been lied to, yeah, and decides I'm just gonna take a throne.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, uh, he he doesn't become he doesn't become worthy until uh, basically Thor almost sacrifices himself. He realizes that his friends are in danger. Sif, Lady Sif, and, Sif and the Warrior Three are on Earth trying to help him. Um, mm-hmm regain his abilities and bring him back to Asgard. Um, he sees that Jane Foster's in trouble. And so he basically uh, throws himself in front of, in front of this menacing villain and ends up earning his powers back. Like he, he, the lightning shoots down and he gets, he gets his armor, he and gets his armor and everything. And he's able to then wield his hammer again, um, which then takes him back to Asgard uh, towards the end of the movie and him after and the,
0: he defeats the destroyer yeah
1: which the destroyer was a great was a great oh, little yeah, I villain great. I I yeah. wish they would include him more um but I, I get that he was only in there for a little bit to serve a purpose he
0: came out a couple of times, another time another they used movie. the
1: technology from it from from him.
0: No I thought oh did they did he leave him on Earth? Yeah.
1: Oh he totally did. Yeah he totally did. Um so uh Thor goes back he he um, fights Loki for the for the throne. And, um, anyways, I think the important thing to this movie is the fact that they introduced Loki as this multi dimensional villain who's just not there to to wreak havoc on the city that they're in or the the realm that they're in. He's he's there because he's jealous, right? And he, yeah. ha- he has a reason to actually be doing what he's doing. Yeah, and it's right? it's and
0: and you you can tell like as as the stories go on. He has some conflict in him, but he has this, uh, like, because he's the god of mischief, right? In the in the thing, and so he's always tricking and tricking these. And in fact, it's funny because he's trying to get. He told Laffy, "He's like, hey, look, uh, Odin's in Odin sleep right now. You can come and kill him. I'm gonna give you that. I'm the ruler of Asgard. You can come kill him, and we'll strike a deal. Whatever." He ends up killing Laffy as Laffy's attempting to kill Odin to even make himself more, you know, yeah. as like, I'm a savior. I saved yeah. Odin, right? And it's so interesting because he is he's like I mean, you've never seen Game of Thrones, he's like Littlefinger. If anybody knows Game of Thrones, he's just like Littlefinger. He is so self-centered and all about him that you never know like Which what his like on. what side he's really on yeah. because He's his he's but I do know what side is he's, he's always on Loki's side. He's, yeah, he he's is. Looking he's, he's taking the advantage in every single situation 100%. to his advantage, and sometimes his advantage to be with the good guys. Sometimes his advantage to be against the good guys, yeah. and that's all he's trying to do. In a lot of his things, everything he does, all his machinations are to just further his cause of wanting to be ruler of everything. Right. That's all it is. It's like he wants to be at the top, and that's it. Right. And he, however he's going to do it to get there, he'll do whatever.
1: So, anyways, I thought this was a good introduction to a character that I didn't really care about, and I felt like they did a really good job in picking Kenneth Branagh as the director and making it to where we actually did care about about this character and kind of bring in the the multi dimensional aspect of uh, the MCU where it was going to go later on because Asgard plays a huge role in the rest of this. Oh yeah, right, just just as big as like the Earth, the Earth based stuff. So, um. Anyways, Thor is a great movie. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I highly recommend it and, if you skipped out on it.
0: And when it first came out, like a lot of people didn't really like it either. They just kind of were like, eh, compared to Iron Man, it's not as good of a film, I guess. I, I think it still is. I'm honestly, I, li- I really like Thor. I like, cause I like what they've done with Thor. Yeah. And I think it's in the in, evolution of the character in Loki as a villain. Yeah is really great as an antagonist. I wouldn't even call him a villain. It's just an antagonist. Yeah. He's very good. And the whole richness of the Asgardian history and everything that's going on is really interesting. And I uh, like, it's very political at times too. And Ken's Brown did a great job directing it. Um, so we're going to move on to the next film.
1: Uh, yeah. So what is this? Uh, uh, yeah, okay. stuff. Captain
0: so, America, the first Avenger.
1: Okay. I'm going to go on the record as saying this is, the first, but not the last movie that the MCU introduced as a filler movie because
0: Ooh. I the, think it was a very important entry into this. It
1: is a very important entry, but the way they handled it was a complete Avenger setup. Fight well, me. It's called the first Fight Avenger. Me. Yeah, Fight it's me. an
0: Avenger. All these movies are an Avenger setup. I'm
1: just saying, but like this one was like hardcore an Avenger setup.
0: I don't, I mean, I don't. Okay. We'll talk about it,
1: but yeah. Um, so go ahead.
0: Oh no, I'll talk about this one. Yeah. No, wait, no. You, yes, you can talk about this one as well.
1: Okay. So this one takes place, uh, you know, Captain America is Steve Rogers. Uh, he's a scrappy little kid from Brooklyn. Played who, by Chris Evans. Yeah. Played by Chris Evans, who is also the human torch. Um, very odd. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, Steve Rogers is a scrappy little guy from Brooklyn in what year was this? Like 19, 19- 19. 19-
0: wow (laughs) history class 1942
1: no that's not right no i don't think that's right yeah 1942 okay um anyways so he he plays a scrappy little kid from brooklyn he's he's short he's skinny he gets picked on he has a good friend named james uh james bucky rogers um what
0: His name is Steve Rogers. Is it? His good friend is Bucky Barnes. James (laughs) Buchanan Barnes.
1: I've watched this movie before. Sure you have. Uh, Anyways, um, and so he, you know, he tries to join the military. Uh, Tom Lee Jones plays a, a general, I believe. And basically tells him he, he, he tries to give him a chance, but basically tells him like, no, you can't do it. So he misses out on all these opportunities to actually be a part of the fight that all his friends are going into, because all he does at the end of the day is he wants to serve his country and he, yeah. and he wants to be a, a hero. You know, he, he, he wants to be everything that he can't be, that society has told him he can't be. So he ends up one of, I forget who, but basically somebody sees him. Dr. Erskine. Yep. Uh, sees him and sees that he has a lot of heart, that he has a lot of, uh, a lot of willpower and determination, and basically signs him up to to this secret program. Yeah. So
0: they're testing the soldiers. Yeah. To see who's going to be involved in this experimental drug to make a super soldier.
1: Right. So they they basically inject him. They throw him in this crazy chamber. Uh. But are we, I want to I want to say yeah. cause it's interesting because the whole time
0: Tommy the Jones is like. You think this kid is going to do it? He's right. like scrawny and he can't even run faster than these other guys and he can't do this. But what Dr. Erskine, who was played by who? Say it. I don't remember. Tucci Gang. Come on, in Tucci <laughs> Gang, man. Tucci Gang, Tucci Gang, Tucci Gang. Um, Stanley Tucci plays Dr. Erskine. Yeah. Um, see something different in Rogers, And the whole thing is that it's not just that he's scrappy and all this. It's that he's never going to give up. Right. Like That's he, the thing. He, he's he always going to stand his ground. He in, 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 so there's a couple of things like there's one thing where if anybody can climb this pole and get this flag. Yeah. It, but the guy told the, the sergeant was like, if anybody can get that, the first man to get that flag gets to ride back with me instead of running. Yeah. And so all these guys are trying to climb up and it's slippery. And they're like, we can't do this. And then Steve Rogers just un, un, unbolts the thing and it, the whole pole falls down and he grabs the flag. He's like, here you go. Just, just the way <laughs> yeah. this he shows, shows that
1: he's more than just like a brawn, yeah. like a brawny he's guy. He's going
0: to figure a solution out. He's yeah. going to figure it out. He's going to be tactical about it. And then the part where basically um, Tommy Jones is talking to Dr. Archie and said, There's some things you can't teach, and you know, you, you got to have this bravery and all this stuff. And he takes a grenade and chunks it, and he goes, Grenade! And everybody else runs away except Steve Rogers, who jumps on the grenade, this yeah. little scrawny kid. And Tommy Jones and sees, Okay, I see what you're talking about now. He does have this attitude of like selflessness, right. patriotism, all these things, all these ideals. And a lot of it's funny because a lot, when you think about Captain America, especially at this time, he's a joke. Captain America has yeah. been a joke this whole time, like For the forever, in, the, in the comic side. book. Like he's this super blue Boy Scout, way way more so than Superman is. Yeah, and and I like what they do in this movie, in 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 Captain America's his uh, journey and the way he changes over the course of these movies too. Right.
1: Anyway, um, so anyways, he he gets thrown into the super soldier program, gets injected with serum, and wakes up uh, like three times the size he was super buff, <laughs> one, super of nurse, buff. one of the nurses one of the no was it peggy carter yeah peggy carter is like touching his chest he was like ooh. yeah <laughs> um so we get introduced to peggy carter we get introduced to howard stark because he's the creator of the vibranium shield jerky stark yeah jerky stark who at this point like he wasn't that that crappy of a person he just grew up to be a really terrible person i think he was still a crappy person. probably yeah <laughs> he was just too young to show it yeah um so he goes off uh, it's, it's really interesting cause they signed him up for this super soldier program and you know, he's like, yeah, like I'm going to finally gonna have the ability to do the things that I've always wanted to do. He actually ended up having to like, as soon as like he's woken up, he has to like chase down like a, a Hydra agent that they didn't really know what Hydra was at this point, but they had to chase him down. He chases it down, like chases the dude down on his bare feet. Right. And like r- rips him out of like this submarine s- s- single person submarine underwater. Yeah, that was pretty, that was a pretty right? cool scene. And he thinks like, he's like, finally, like I have the ability to do it. And then they use him as a marketing campaign.
0: Because what happens is, and this Dr. Erskine is killed. Yeah. um, And the serum is lost. And so they can't create more soldiers. And so Tommy Jones is like, well... I mean, we plan to have an army of these guys. Right, We can't now, so we're just going to do this with you.
1: Yeah, so they use them in, like, USO uh, events and, like, for political propaganda to, like, recruit soldiers. Like, Captain America wants you, you know, in the same lines, like, Uncle Sam wants you to recruit. Um, And they use them for this, like, this publicity stunt and he's going around. He's, he's thought of as a joke to the other soldiers because you know, he just goes around in his costume. He does silly dances and and speeches. And I'm pretty sure the
0: costume that he uses is like the original costume from the comic books and it's all goofy and lame looking.
1: It's very, very one dimensional. doesn't have a lot of definition to it. It's basically like a spandex. Yeah. And so anyways, uh, the villain that gets introduced into this movie, um, which again, we've talked about before, that they, it's a shame that they haven't re- brought this character back, but it's the red skull. Yeah. And, um, Hugo weaving does an amazing job as the red skull. He did such a good job embodying this character. Um, who was he the inventor of Hydra or was he just like a Hydra?
0: No, I mean, I think he was like the, the, he was like he, the, the head. first head of the Hydra, right. the first Hydra division under um, Nazi regime.
1: And what we also learn in this movie, uh, not only do we have, uh, a really strong villain, Um, But we also get the first introduction of the Tesseract uh, later to be found out to be the space infinity stone. Mm -hmm. I was going to say gem, but that's in the comics. Um, So we we get introduced to the Tesseract, which is what Hydra is using as their main source for all their weapons, technology and different things like that. So, again, Hugo Weaving did a great job as the Red Skull. What they kind of failed to do was utilize Red Skull as more than just like an evil evil character. But what they did was they in turn, I feel like they used him to create this bigger villain, which was Hydra.
0: Hydra, yeah. Yeah. I you know, I mean I maybe and I kinda talk about that like, you know, Red Skull's in any of these other movies he's never mentioned ever again kind of thing. And maybe he was maybe it's better because he Maybe it is. Yeah, because maybe he's not he's not fitting into the the stories nowadays, especially with what they did in Winter Soldier and a couple we're gonna talk about as well. I don't think he would actually fit. I don't think he would. So. Probably not. Um, Probably
1: not. But he, he, Hugo Weaving does a great job. Um, if you're looking for other Hugo Weaving movies, obviously there's the Matrix trilogy, uh, and also check out V for Vendetta, which is yeah. also another comic book movie. You should definitely check that out. Um, so, anyways, uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, learns that uh, his buddies, um, uh, especially Bucky, is is trapped, and they're being held captive. Right. And he goes off and decides I'm not going to stand for this anymore. I'm not just going to be this publicity stunt. And decides to go off on his own and freeze them. Right, they, one guy, just one guy, and he takes go, down an entire yeah. like platoon of hyper oh, soldiers. Takes a whole base, dude. Yeah. He takes out a
0: whole base, rescues all all the soldiers. Right. I can't remember how many were captured, but he brings them all back. Yeah. And then they realize, okay, this guy's like serious. Right, um, and that's where you get Dum J- Dum Dugan, Gabe uh, Gabe Jones, other. Uh, Jim Marita, which are the Howling Commandos.
1: Okay, right, yeah. right, right. Um, and we also see, so now th- that group of guys, including Bucky, they kind of, they create this like uh, covert team. Howling Commandos. Right. I forgot that's what they were called <laughs> again. Um, and they go off and execute these missions that are, that look impossible to execute, right? Like it takes a, a very special Uh, super soldier to actually lead them into battle and to give them the, the courage to do this because they know that captain America is going to be able to get them through pretty much anything. Unfortunately, during one of these missions is where we lose Bucky um, and he dies and seemingly falls to his death. Right. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Um, So, uh, you know, long story short, they, they realize what the Red Skull is doing. They realize they have to fight him. And um, of course, captain America saves the day.
0: Yeah, so basically, uh, Rogers, and this is what happened in the comic books, except Bucky was with him, the original Bucky. Right. Um, He climbs aboard the aircraft that's taken off because it's going to bomb. It's this crazy bomb that's going to destroy all these cities, whatever. And they took out all of them except this one. And so he's on it. He fights a Red Skull. A Red Skull gets away, and he has to steer this. Aircraft somewhere, yeah, and he basically just plunges it into the Atlantic, right, and, and
1: plummets to his freezing death, yeah. Seemingly. So they
0: can't, and then Stark, Howard Stark, later on, he finds the tesseract, yeah, but he cannot find uh, what happened to uh, Rogers, right? Well, in the beginning of the movie, they actually fished Steve Rogers out of the water, and yeah. he was frozen in a block of ice, which actually happened in the comic books because Captain America was in the you know the, the 40s and 50s, he was a comic book staple right and then they stopped making comics they brought him back for the avengers in the 70s i believe and they found him in a block of ice yeah. as well and he's like this relic and so uh which sets up a cool thing because you know steve rogers the last thing he remembers is world war ii yeah and now he's in modern day and he has lost you know what hundreds a 100 years or something like that yeah More, maybe no less than 100 years anyway 60 years 60
1: years yeah and um So when he wakes up, like he's completely disoriented, doesn't know where he's at. Uh, don't they put him in like a fake apartment? It's a nineteen forties hospital room yeah.
0: and and uh he's he notices something is wrong because the broadcast that's playing is like some kind of sport thing or something yeah. that's happening. And so he busts out and he busts out into like modern day Times Square yeah. and Nick Fury stops him and says, Hey, look, you know, we've been asleep for seventy years or sixty years, whatever. Yeah. Um and then that's when, in the post credits for that. He approaches Steve Rogers, um, proposing a mission. I think it's when he's punching the bag. Yeah, um, and he th- he
1: like throws the punching bag over his shoulder. and walks. Yeah, out with walks it. off. So it's my punching bag.
0: <laughs> I mean, I thought it had a lot. It introduced the Tesseract. Yeah, um, and I guess that's what you're saying. It's it's just setting up the it's Avengers just a setup. But I like how it really brings Captain America into focus. Like this yeah. is the guy he is. And now he's out of time. Yeah, like he was this all for America, America's this. And now he's in an America. He has not and they talk about it more too. He has no idea about this America.
1: Right. And it, and it's a different America, right? Like, yeah, politics have changed. Uh, society has changed. Like, you know, he he used to be one, uh, a a voice of many, like one voice out of, out of a a choir. Right. And now he sees to, he seems to only be like the singular, singular voice. That is the only one singing this tune and he's got to learn to adapt to that right like not everyone is wants America to be a hero anymore um which is completely different from the world that that he was originally in so anyways i i enjoyed the movie I, again what they're doing you know throughout all of these movies is making characters i didn't really care about as a comic book reader um they've done a phenomenal job of making me actually care about them which then leads, you know, this movie leads directly into the first Avengers movie. Exactly. Which I still love. I still think it's a great movie. Man. It's a great movie. It's, it was like the first of its kind where we saw this big of a team up movie. Um, I mean, this is what everybody was anticipating when they first right. saw um,
0: the Iron Man. Interesting. We skipped something over in Thor. That was the first introduction of Hawkeye because he was guarding the hammer he was one of the agents You're that was there guarding right. the hammer. You're absolutely right. Yeah.
1: You're absolutely right.
0: Um, anyway. So, so we saw him for like
1: Yeah, he minutes. was like in it for real quick. Yeah.
0: Um, so the next movie we're going to talk about, of course, is The Avengers now. Yeah. Um, so all these other singular films that happened, Iron Man had sequel. Yeah. Which are, everything really has led up to this point of The Avengers. Right. Um, and it starts out with a really awesome sequence where um, Loki... They, so they have the Tesseract right. in this secret underground facility. The Shield does, yeah, and it's starting to give off all this energy and starting to run, and they don't know how to stop it. And so um, Nick Fury comes down to kind of check it out, and then Loki appears, yeah, in a, in a portal, a wormhole, and yeah. then he turns,
1: he turns Hawkeye bad, turns he, Hawkeye bad he turns yeah. uh, the Doctor Doctor Selvig because Doctor yeah.
0: Selvig from Thor is working on this, right. Um, turns him, changes him to, you know, do his bidding, whatever. He has a staff and, um, nobody kind of, nobody knows who he is. Right. Right. Except Dr. Selvig knows, but then he gets turned over and, um, what's his name? Uh, Loki takes the Tesseract. And it gives off all this energy and destroys. It basically destroys the whole facility. Right. And he gets away.
1: And a really cool chase. It's scene. a really
0: cool chasing everything. A lot of cool stuffs going on. Um, Maria Hill gets introduced yep. in this uh, agent, uh, Shield agent Maria Hill. So Coulson and Maria get out of there. Yep. Nick Fury gets out of there. Tries to shoot a helicopter down with a pistol. I don't know what <laughs> he's doing. Happened. Yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and basically, that's the start of the movie. And it was yep. a really, really great opening Strong sequence. Start. Oh, so start. good. And so, of course, after that, he, you know, activates the Avengers initiative, which is like gathering these people together because he knows that yeah. they got to fight this Loki wherever, you know, he does this guy that came from wherever. And so, um, he sends,
1: doesn't he send Scarlet, uh, Black Widow off to get, uh, Bruce Banner? Bruce Banner. Right.
0: She goes and then the scene. is like, well, I think it's the scene where she's, so when we first introduced the Black Widow, she's, she's being interrogated. Yeah. yeah. And she gets out and yeah. that's another awesome sequence. Yeah. Um, and he goes, I'm sending you to see the big guy. And she's like, I don't think Stark likes me very much. He's just like, no, the other big guy is yeah. like, she's like, you see her face. She's like, Oh, <laughs> like really? Yeah. We're
1: doing this now. Um, and so like she's held captive and it's funny cause she kind of looks like she's, kind of at her limit like she's she she can't get herself out of this and then when she gets the phone call and realizes that she has to go track down banner she just immediately res- like dissolves the situation Yeah, just beats everybody yeah. up and takes it takes
0: takes over everything it's hilarious
1: <laughs> um and then she ends up finding bruce uh is he's he in calcutta yeah right he's in yeah. calcutta and she kind of so she hires this little girl to go and tell him that his family is all sick yeah and, and lure Bruce Banner back to help them right and ends up ends up being that she just wanted her to um, he just needed her him to be isolated yeah so black widow is hanging out in the house saying like we, we need you to come back Um you know, there's something big going on and we need you to come back to the United States. And I remember the the house being surrounded by like all these soldiers and everything. Yeah. And he
0: thinks it's just her. Like, yeah. And he's like, came alone. She's like, yeah. And you can see all these soldiers. Yeah. And they, the reason they need uh, Bruce Banner is because it's giving off gamma radiation, right. which is... What, Is what created the Hulk. Hulk. So he, yeah. he's like the expert in gamma radiation. Yeah. And so he's, they're telling him, it's like, we don't want, you know, she's like, hey, we don't want the Hulk. We just right. want we need, you. We need we you. Need you. Yeah. Um, and then Coulson visits Tony Stark. Yeah. And it's hilarious. He gives him all this stuff and he's with Pepper and he's like, oh, now you want me to be joining the Avengers Initiative? And, and um, you know, so he finds out that what's been going on all the other people and then uh, Fury goes with Steve Rogers punching bag thing. He yeah. talks about the Tesseract. Um, so they're gathering all the people together yeah. to bring them in. Um, and then while this is going on, um, Hawkeye is stealing Iridium because yep. Loki has a plan. His plan is basically he's made a deal.
1: With we don't this, know who yet.
0: Yeah, with this other person. Yeah. He doesn't know who it is. It's some other person who gave him the staff and made a deal with him so that they could invade Earth. Right. And I don't know why they're invading Earth. It's never really made clear. It's just, oh, no, no, they're giving him an army. So that he will take Earth over and then he'll give them the Tesseract. Yes. They're looking yes. for the Tesseract because obviously it is the one of the stones. Yeah. And this guy works for we found out later. It's Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. And so he's looking for the stones. And so he yeah. says, Yeah, I'll give you an army, a Chitari army. Yeah. And you can do whatever the heck you want. Just give me the Tesseract. Right. And so um he's he needs he needs iridium to stabilize a field to he, open a portal so they yeah, can open bring up a big enough portal yeah. so
1: that they can use they can basically amplify the powers of the tesseract so they they can bring in the whole chitauri army uh including the crazy like caterpillar <coughs> fly things so basically loki gets himself caught
0: yeah. Okay. Gets himself caught on purpose. Yeah. Uh, anyway, dumb. I, yeah. Getting caught on purpose stuff is really stupid. But it was okay because this now introduces Thor. Yeah. So there, you know, Tony. Tony. Uh. So first, there's a really good fight between Loki and Captain America. Yes. Where Captain America is about to get killed, yeah. I guess. And then, so anyway, our Iron Man comes in and saves the day, blaring music and all boss of the wall style. It's hilarious. Yeah. And now they're back on uh, one of the Quinjets and they're going back, and they hear a thump. And it's Thor landing on the Quinjet, yeah. and he takes Loki, and then there's a fight between Iron Man and Thor, which was amazing. Yeah. And uh, then, um, what did he? What did it? What's that line that she t- that uh, Black Widow says? She goes, uh, "They're gods or something." He says something like, "Yeah, like, like that. you 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 he won't can't stand be, a chance. They're, they're gods, gods." And he's, he's like, like, "There's only one god, ma'am." He doesn't look. I don't think he looks like that. And <laughs> yeah. He jumps out. He just jumps off, yeah. you know, and lands, and then you know, kind of ends the fight. And so and then they. They get over themselves a little bit, and they escort Loki to the helicarrier. Right. And now he's in the helicarrier. He's, ca- he's, he's in this He's still captive
1: but he's still using, like, he's still manipulating everything yeah. from behind the scenes. Which, don't we find out that Loki has the mind stone in the in the scepter? Yeah, so they,
0: they have lent him the mind stone, yeah. which is crazy, Yeah. so that he could... Um, he could manipulate, he, manipulate people the, and turn the people. them against each other. So they're, they're analyzing his scepter. Yeah. And it's con- kind of controlling them a little bit because they're yeah. trying to find this Tesseract, right? And um, he's held captive in the helicarrier in this big glass like prison, cylinder prison that cell. was actually made for the Hulk. Yeah, and Cause they
1: were going to try to capture him yeah. at some point.
0: And so he wanted everybody to be together. It's a dumb plot, but it, basically, what happens is is um, they attack. Barton comes and attacks the helicarrier with some with some soldiers. Yep, and. Causes the Hulk to Hulk, you know, Banner yeah. to become the Hulk. He on becomes an the Hulk carrier. on aircraft, a flying helicarrier yeah. and starts smashing everything up. And there's a big fight between him and Thor, which is also really and cool. And Black Widow. And Black Widow. Well, chases Black yeah. Widow and then he gets in a fight with Thor. And um, then he gets put into that glass case yeah. and then shot. No, no. Thor gets put in the glass case because Loki tricks him. That's right. He
1: gets, he gets shot down. He gets
0: shot down. And then Phil Coulson gets stabbed and yeah. killed. Anyway, um... And then that kind of prompts the Avengers to really come together and go to fight these these yeah. baddies together. But it also
1: it, shows uh, Tony kind of manipulating um, manipulating them in a way because when he finds Coulson, uh, no,
0: it's 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 definitely. Um, Nick Fury manipulating because he has those cards. That's right. And he throws the cards in there. He's That's like right. these are the cards he had, and they were all Captain America That's cards. Right. Yeah. they were Blood. He's like, and and, and Maria Hill's like, weren't those in his locker? And he's like, yeah, whatever, whatever it takes yeah. to get them together. And he, all he's trying to do is bring them together because yeah. they he, had started to bicker and fight.
1: Right. He, he's trying to give them a, a villain to fight against. Yeah. Right. And so they they band together. They realize they have to they have to stop Loki, and it leads into one of the. Probably the best fight scenes oh, yeah. and the best intro to fight to a fight scene dude where I mean, multi multi superheroes fighting
0: yeah and like the cuts between them yeah was amazing
1: and the best hulk line that we've probably had in the entire in the entire run of these movies or one of them uh, is when uh the big giant flying caterpillar looking looking thing is flying flying at them right And then Bruce, like Bruce Banner, just starts just like nonchalantly, just kind of walking up. And then uh, I think Black Widow goes, you know,
0: Doctor Banner. Now would be a good time to be angry.
1: Yeah, and he's like, that's the that's the thing. That's I'm always angry. I'm (laughs) always
0: angry. That's my secret because like the whole time Tony's working with him, he's asking him, he's like, hey, you know, how do you you, how how do you stay cool? How do you not just Hulk out all the time? And the whole point of this is like basically, you know, Steve Rogers is a relic, and you know tony's the new the future man steve is the past man right. tony's the future man bruce is kind of in the middle you yeah. know just trying to doesn't want to be there um then you have romanoff and um hawkeye who are just soldiers cuz then hawkeye comes back and he's he's restored back to normal yeah. he's just a soldier just agents they don't have special powers right. and you have thor who's a god and thinks he's above everybody yeah. um and so it's interesting putting all those d- dynamics together and so basically they come to new york Loki opens the portal. All these aliens are pouring into New York, and they all band together to fight them, and they do a good job, and it ends up with Tony Stark saving the day, taking a nuke, destroying the mothership, yeah. and causing the shutdown of all the, all the soldiers, which was kind of lame but it was was, was definitely it was needed
1: it was was definitely a quick ending because i mean the movie was going on for a long time and there was just so much going on it it was i think it was going to be hard to find an ending that actually really fit to the caliber of how the movie set itself up but at the same time um i think the best thing that came out of the avengers was the post-credit scenes the shawarma uh, not well not just the shawarma but also like the actual first visual reference we see of thanos and the first you know we hadn't really been told that they were going to do Infinity War uh, up until this point.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, now you know, you know, yeah. you know, the, the stones, you know what they are, you know what's yeah. going on. Thanos is after them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think they did a great, like, it was the first, like, having all those different big superheroes together yeah. just showed you that it could be done. Yeah. And it could be done well. Because yeah. Joss Whedon directed this and wrote it and did a pretty dang good job. Yep. Looking back, you know, now with some of the movies we had now it's not as good but it was really for what they were what they led up to was amazing and if they would have stopped right there i'd be satisfied honestly i'd be 100%. like this is great oh man this is great 100%. but knowing what their future plans were yeah. made me even more excited especially for iron man 3 i was excited <laughs> did, no didn't make here's you here's the deal i was excited about this movie yeah so we just had Ugh. great avengers <laughs> tony stark saves the day the cool thing about this is the thing, the one thing I do like about Iron Man 3 is Tony Stark's journey through this. Everything else around it is kind of lame, yeah. honestly. But Tony Stark as a man going through this, because he's having, like, he has post-traumatic stress syndrome, which from is taking cool. the you know, warhead into from, space. From almost dying. Like, yeah. he, he, you know, went up in the, the wormhole, lost power, passed out, and then fell all the way down and was caught by the Hulk and woke up by the Hulk roaring at him. And so he almost died, you know? He could have easily died. And so he's... Stressing, and then and then having that fight, and having to, you yeah. know, f- ha- what if that happens again? How yeah. are we going to do this? And so all these things are going through his mind. And so he's like, "I'm one man. I I don't know." And so this again is him on that journey of how do we stop this from happening? How do we and, how do we get better?
1: And uh, I'll say about this movie. So this movie and the next movie we're going to talk about kind of start this this path of what they could do, what they could do wrong in the MCU. Um, and I think the biggest misstep, one of the biggest missteps that they took in this movie was they introduced the character of the Mandarin.
0: Yes. Um,
1: And then ended up being a joke,
0: a big joke. And maybe it made me very angry.
1: I guess like in, in reality, if, if we're going to bring in the Mandarin character along with everything that's going, everything they've already set up in the MCU and the whole Thanos storyline with the infinity gauntlet, um, and all these things, I guess it makes sense that the Mandarin was a joke. But at the same time, it's the Mandarin. But they didn't need to. That's the problem. They, they, didn't, they could have just
0: left it as Adrian Kilich. Right. Because he was the villain and extremist in right. the comic book, right? Right. And so they didn't have to... Because I felt like it was a slap in the face of the fans. It was. Um, so basically, <clears throat> in Iron Man 3, the Mandarin is set up to be this terrorist that's going around blowing up stuff and doing right. things. Played by Ben Kingsley. And he's right. all you know, the Mandarin and he talks like this and he has yeah. all these rings and he's not, he's a super hard rings, but he's just a terrorist. Well, come to find out. He was an actor hired by, um, guy Pierce's character, Adrian right. Killich, the founder of that aim.
1: Right. Who's now, who yeah. has the iron Patriot yeah. war machine armor, it's and basically so he's, war machine in a flag. He's the
0: leader of, he's the leader of aim. Who's, uh, a famous, you know, comic book group. Yeah. They kind of fight against Hydra all the time. It's yeah. pretty cool. Anyway, and so he was a machination of him to kind of, he's the bad guy in the background, yeah. but here's the face of the bad guy that everybody's like pointing at, but it turns out that he's just a goofy actor that was unemployed. Yeah. And basically. I think,
1: I think what makes it more frustrating too, is like in Iron Man, the terrorists that show the video of Tony Stark, they have a 10 rings flag yeah. behind him. So you thought it was going to be, right, okay, like, instead okay, of like being the Mandarin,
0: it's going to be this organization right. that's going to be around it, but they didn't do anything with that either.
1: Right. So you find out he's an actor and he's just it's basically Ben K- Ben Kingsley playing like being himself as, as a terrorist on like being yeah. paid to play a terrorist. Um, they blow up Tony Stark's mansion uh, in seemingly all his suits yeah. and everything. Um, but there's this, there's this drug going around called extremists that is basically giving criminals these superhuman abilities to like, they're stronger, they're faster They're kind of. Their powers
0: are so varied, it's ridiculous.
1: It's kind of ridiculous. It's almost like it's it's like a generic X Men. Well, they're former
0: soldiers, too. A lot of them are former soldiers, and they're like, they've lost limbs, and so they're growing limbs. Right. And so one of the. The biologist that's her Maya, I think her name is Maya. She's trying to do it from an aspect of like we could really help people, right? And Guy Pierce was like, I don't care, I just want to make weapons, and make yeah. money, and he, he still tries to get Pepper to yeah. be on his side, and all this other stuff happens. And I don't even want to like, I don't want to go through a full synopsis movie because no. it's so stupid. Yeah.
1: Um. But anyway. But this is also the, kind of the last time we see Pepper Potts, and she gains superhuman abilities because she gets injected with the extremist armor. Yeah. Or with the extreme, she actually saves things. the day. She does. She saves the day, but. It's, a bad, it's It's not a good movie. And then he blows up all his suits. Yeah. He blows every single one of them up. But we do get to see the uh, Iron Legion come yeah. in and save the day at the end of this one. But
0: then he blows them all up. He does. He blows them all up. And yeah. they, basically the whole premise is, is I am Iron Man. I truly am Iron Man. Yeah. I don't need suits to define me. I am the same person. Right. The suit isn't what gives me power.
1: And he'd also remove the arc reactor. Arc reactor yeah, because he didn't need point. it at that point. He's right. just He was used, able to get the, the blade him out. So I mean, it, you know,
0: it had some interesting stories and everything. It's an interesting
1: but. chapter, but again, th- this this leads into how the MCU can make a mistake, and they didn't intru- they didn't have any of the other characters that they've kind of introduced, um, leading up to leading up to the Avengers movie. Um, so they made it just a singular Iron Man movie. I don't even remember if uh, Black Widow was in this movie at all.
0: Uh, I can't. I don't think yeah. so.
1: I don't think she was. If she was, it was maybe for a glimpse. Um, no, she wasn't. In this movie. So yeah, it's an okay, it's an okay movie. Um, it'll be interesting to see like once we get into infinity war, cause pepper Potts is supposed to be in that. Uh, if she still uh, she has Spider-Man, if she's retained any of the extremists, um, Abilities. Well, he cured her, didn't he? Like, there's. I a, don't remember if don't, he did. Well, I think it was kind of left in the open. No, he cured it. He, there he? was there was a cure for it, but who knows? They could it. always retcon it, and she could end up still having extremists. So, in the next entry of <laughs> what can Marvel like, do wrong, you like how fast we skipped over? This is another one we're probably going to give a real yeah, fast. I don't is like. like is really Thor the Dark not. World? I really this is like
0: this is my least favorite MCU movie. Yeah.
1: The only the only reason why this this movie is important is it introduces e- the ether. Um, which which power stone, right? The, so. the, the the power stone, yeah. No, or is that the reality stone? Look, here's the
0: deal. I don't even remember yeah. the point of this stupid. movie. There's bad elves. I I don't. I've I've watched this movie once. Yeah, once. Yeah. And I've I, every one of these movies, even terrible, even the incredible Hulk, I have watched a couple times. Yeah, even Iron Man three, I have watched more than yeah. once. This movie, I watched once, and I was like, eh, it's kind of lame. Yeah. Um, basically, he comes back to Earth. Yep. Um,
1: he comes uh, back to earth because cares? the ether is he like here. Really care. the only the only other important so there's two important things <laughs> there's two important things um the ether is introduced so we see that stone uh and then uh odin um isn't odin uh or loki takes over at the very end doesn't he
0: well he tr- no he, he tricks everyone to be, he to think, to be odin
1: he, pre- he pretends everyone that odin has come out of his odin sleep and he is odin which he's actually on the throne yeah right uh, Loki
0: is probably the coolest thing in this movie. 100,
1: percent. 100. percent. Oh, and also
0: uh, Thor's mom's killed.
1: Skip this movie if you have to.
0: No, you, it's- no, you still got to watch this movie because Thor's mom is killed. Um, I mean, you know, the the ether, the aether, whatever, the stone thing. There's. Some, if you there's want to some,
1: enjoy Ragnarok, see this movie. Yeah, so
0: you have, you really do have to watch this because there are some things in here that'll teach you about Asgardian yeah. history and. But it's just it's not a very good movie. It was just kind of muddled and i didn't care about it at all i don't know what happened i think i just had to make a thor movie and they're like let's just make a thor movie and they put the aether in there hundred percent and so one another Again, thing another filling movie another thing is is that um they took the aether to the collector yes important and don't important we see reminder. Howard the duck at the no that's no, no that's no. okay
1: um and, and so the, we get to see more of the cosmic cosmic realm in yeah. this because the okay. elves the, Let's move on to the, the elves story. take the the ether. this is the only move i really wanted to talk yeah. about <laughs> okay so the the next entry in the mcu timeline and the last one that we're going to talk about in this episode is captain america winter soldier which i will hands down say is my favorite of the mcu entry so far
0: i i wouldn't say it's my favorite but say okay. so here's the thing think about the last two moves you just talked about this yeah. is the year of because uh, they came out, they came out. In tw- came out in 2013, I think, and then one came out in 20. Uh, Thor came out in 2013 as well. So this is the first movie, of 2014. Can't come out in February. Anyway, the point is, when this movie is coming out, I was like, before all the hype surrounding it, I was like, this movie is going to suck too. Because look at the other two movies that just came out. I was like, they should not make sequels to these anymore. Nope. They should just keep making Avengers. Because yeah. think about it, you had the Avengers, and then you had two really crummy movies, man, that just didn't live up to it. Especially after all that Avengers hype. And so then you have Captain Marker, the Winter Soldier, and I'm like, eh, that looks kind of okay. And then you saw that Black Widow's going to be in there. I was like, well, that's cool. They're kind of putting Black Widow in there. And then you see the trailer, and it's like, well, this looks really good. This is interesting. It's not just a fighting a baddie. There's some there's some interesting things going on. And then you see the, uh, the Winter Soldier. And when the title came out for Winter Soldier, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. They're going to have Winter Soldier. So if you don't know, Winter Soldier is Bucky Barnes. Right. So in the original comics... Bucky Barnes was a kid that went around with it was was Captain America's sidekick. Yeah, he is actually on the ship when it plunges when it, into the. When they, it freezes. Yeah, he and he dies. He died. He definitely dies. Anyway, and so what actually happens is they find Bucky Barnes and they turn him into a assassin. Yep, and he's called the Winter Soldier. So he comes back, and so in this one similar thing happens i'll let you tell the story
1: yeah so basically uh this takes place two years after the battle of new york which is how they refer to the um the first avengers movie um in most of the mcu films especially like in iron man 3 they, they refer to it just as new york or the battle of new york um steve rogers uh, captain america is basically running operations for shield uh with uh, with black widow but he doesn't fully trust her he doesn't like he he he's working with her but he doesn't fully get a sense that they're basically on the same team so they're kind of both reporting to Nick Fury but again this is a new world that he's living he's a man out of time which is always his storyline and he doesn't fully understand whose who's whose who's side he's on and like where he fits into the picture he he gets uh, in like he has like a a strike force that also works with him which um brings up uh Rumlow, agent Rumlow, agent Rumlow, um, who I can't remember the guy's name that plays him right now. Um, Frank Grillo. He does a great job. Oh, he does an amazing he, he job. Does, he, does an, he does an amazing job. And so basically they're, they're running these operations, but at the same time, like Nick Fury also doesn't know who he's working for. Nick Fury isn't, he's like the head of shield, but there's other people, there's like other politicians that there's a
0: security world security council. And they basically are a couple politicians from different Um, they're like, maybe like the UN security council aside from it. And they're, they're from different countries.
1: Right. And so we end up in, you know, they're, they're running, they're running these missions. Nick Fury doesn't, he's trying to figure out who's playing who, or, you know, what, what basically what's happening. And then this assassin shows up and he's referred to only as the winter soldier. It's this assassin with this metal arm. He's, he has so many kills like throughout, like he's kind of been this legend that has existed throughout the last like so many, so like many decades. 80, I think
0: like 80 years like, yeah. or, a couple or decades.
1: Like, cause th- basically what they do is he, he gets woken up whenever they need him. Yeah, He gets reactivated. Otherwise he's put back in, the, in like a cryostasis. Um, but there's this assassin running around. Steve, Captain America doesn't know who he is. He just knows that he, he needs to find him to stop him. But then he starts to realize like that this person kind of looks familiar and uh, he doesn't get us. He doesn't get a full sense of who, like, like, is that Bucky? Like, well, cause well, what happens is, is that
0: Fury is killed Yeah, by, by the winter soldiers. So he chases after the winter soldier doesn't really catch him. Winter soldier catches his shield, which was awesome. Yes. That was um, awesome. And so then he doesn't trust, um, black widow, black widow. And he, he has like the, like Nick Fury gives him a little disc with the data from the ship Yeah, that they, they stole. It was a shield ship, which was interesting yeah. that they ran a mission on there. And, um, so he, there's a fight between him and Bucky in the in the Winter Soldier, and when he is fighting him, he takes his mask off. And, like, yeah, he, that's he, right. He he like leaps over him, and Catherine takes his mask off, and he sees it's Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Like hands and down, it's he's definitely Bucky. thrown for a loop. Yeah, and he's like, "Wait, what's going on?" Yeah. And and then Bucky does not know who he is yeah. at all
1: because he's in he's in brainwash mode. Yeah. Like he's his brain is basically mush, um, and so we end up finding out through a long line of things that shield was actually Hydra.
0: Yeah, it's been infiltrated by Hydra from a long time, from a <laughs> for a very long time, time,
1: like almost the beginning. Yeah. Um, and so this is where you kind of start, like there's this really wonderful scene where it kind of reminded me of the, like the, um, almost the last scene in, um, the departed where like you get all these connecting little, little yeah, bits of storylines. Oh wait, there you start to see like, um, all these people that are like whispering Hail Hydra to each other as yeah. like, as they make interactions, things like that. And you start to see like who all of, like the, the, the players are in this weird game of chess. And, um, anyways, uh, you find out that Nick Fury isn't dead. He slowed his heart rate down <laughs> low enough some, some to pretend he was dead. book stuff. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's like in some, ridiculous hospital in the middle of nowhere yeah
0: something underground hospital or something where black
1: widow took him um and you find out like basically captain america has to bring down shield uh the other character we're we're glancing over because this episode has gone really long um, is uh agent 13 yeah um who kind of plays a very like small role throughout all the movies um i don't know if she's going to be in infinity war but she's played by emily van camp uh, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I thought she does a good job. Like she does, she does an interesting job of like connecting the lines between like shield and what captain America's doing. She plays a really good counterpart and towards the end of it, she realizes whose side that she needs to be on and goes against her own, her own coworkers basically. Uh, because they're, they're trying to, I think, I think cap is like fighting on a helicarrier. Yeah, isn't so, he?
0: so basically what they're doing is they're, they're setting up these helicarriers that can target people from anywhere. And this is supposed to keep the world safe. But what Hydra is actually doing is they have an algorithm that has all of your information that you've yeah. ever, anything you've ever done, where you're born, what your family is and everything, and can predict whether you're going to be a threat to Hydra or not. Almost like can, future crime. Yeah, exactly. And so they're trying to eliminate people one by one. And their goal, interestingly enough, is to keep the status quo of them in charge but everybody else happy but they can do it by killing a bunch of people and keeping everybody safe right but under their rule right Right. and so they they seemingly have an altruistic goal but they definitely don't because all they care about is themselves they're trying to kill superheroes and everybody and kill all these heroes and kind of just rule the world and so captain america has to take down he has to take down shield the shield the the shield well all they're trying to really do is take down this this mission, but in Captain America's mind, he's like, I don't know who to trust in Shield. Right. So Shield has to go away. Shield cannot be yeah, there anymore because be it wasn't really good. To, he didn't really trust Shield before. No, and he definitely doesn't trust it now.
1: Yeah. Um. So basically, that, that's that's the point of the movie. But I will say that this is the first movie. Uh, the only thing I, I can I can think that it's similar to as far as like other movies, other comic movies, was uh, The Dark Knight. And the, these two movies are the first ones where I felt like okay. This is good even without it being a superhero movie. Like just like if, if you remove the fact that they were superheroes and you just kind of like had the same like scenarios like, you know, with like Jason Bourne type characters and like assassins and stuff like yeah, it's that. It's a good spy movie. Like, it's just a like these were like great crime drama spy. Yeah, movies. So you got,
0: uh, you know, Dark Knight, Dark Knight being a crime drama. Right. And then you have this one being a spy drama. Right.
1: And so I, I felt like these these two movies, and yeah, they're different universes, different franchises, but they stood out amongst amongst the crowd because they could have not been superhero movies and just good movies flat out. Like it it didn't it didn't rely on the fact that Captain America was a superhero to make it itself a good movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it was just a solid good movie and this is the first introduction i think that we got of the russo brothers yes and, this is and what first, they could do
0: first movie they had so a couple of the things that came in this movie was the falcon yes played by um what's it anthony dude? mackie anthony mackie great yep. job amazing he has a little suit and everything yep. he helps out um and then also so the end credit scene for this was baron von strucker um, right. who's part of hydra uh, and then it also has um quicksilver and Scarlet Witch that's the right first introduction they're, be- them. they're being and they're being captive. tested well they, 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 you know they look like they're being held cap yeah and they're being tested what are they called the gifted ones. the gifted or ones yeah. yeah and then so you know and then Bucky is still kicking around he actually rescued Captain America at the end yeah um, pulled him out of the water and he's kind of like I don't know who I am and now yeah. he's loose he's not controlled by Hydra anymore Anyway, uh, he's not under their control anymore. He's not currently he, under yeah, their control. and he's kind of just loose. And so that's yeah. where the movie ends. A lot of cool stuff has happened. There's a lot of other things. And a yeah. lot of... Harken back to other things that happened and other yeah. people like Gary Shandling, who yeah. played the, um, the Senator that was going against, uh, Tony, Tony Stark. Stark in Iron Man two yeah. is actually part of Hydra yeah. and he gets taken down in this movie. So that was really cool to kick back to see, if, oh, that's why he was trying to get the Iron Man armor. Yeah. So it really played into a lot of the other movies and, and kind of those threads you were talking about. And so I really like, this is a tour de force movie yeah. that kind of kicked off. And it was in the middle of phase two, but kind of kicked off the rest of what we were going to see. And pretty much almost every movie after this has just been good.
1: Yeah. And this is also, I think this is where Marvel learned like what they need to do with their sequels and make them almost like, um, like team up movies, right? Because yeah. you had Cap, you had Nick Fury, you had Black Widow and you had Falcon. Well, that's the whole point. You That's the problem you had with, you know, like Iron
0: Man three and even Thor two, um, is that all this is going on and this big thing is happening and you can't call your Avengers like nobody from the Avengers can be there. What's really going on? There's no explanation from it and you're not meeting. It's so standalone, but it's, and it's not like it's happening like Captain America one makes sense because it's happening before. Right. Right but you're happening in the same time and you're not running into anything or referencing anything that's going on, that doesn't make any sense.
1: You're not getting the crap beat out of you and be like, hey, I should call up Captain America. He might be able to help me right now. Yeah. You know, (laughs) especially when there's a bunch of like amped up super soldiers that have been injected with the extremists. uh, uh, Exactly, right?
0: The really cool thing about Captain America Winter Soldier is after this movie came out, the next episode of Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. dealt with with the aftermath of them finding out that they were actually part of HYDRA, which is so cool. Um. So Marvel's just doing really cool stuff, and it really kind of came sol- solidified with The Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, so I know we're way out of time. Um, so that's what we got so far. We're going to come back next week and talk about the next nine movies leading up to the infinity war. Um, so if you have any questions or if you want to comment on any of the movies you talked about or, you know, throw in something or call us out on some, something we said, um, it's going to I'm get, sure stupid. We made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> it's going to get stupid at gmail.com.
1: Uh, you can find us on Twitter at I G T G S show or Facebook, Facebook.com
0: slash. It's going to get stupid
1: or our website, www. It's going to get stupid.com. Yeah.
0: Drop us a line. Let us know. And we will talk to you next week. Have a good one.